The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Rocky G is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Rocky? Chilling, man. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for letting me hold space with you. Um, this is a, it's going to be a sick one for real. For sure, man. For sure. And yeah, I want to thank you again for stopping by. Um, I know, you know, you was coming off work, I imagine, trying to trying to get to this uh, interview. So definitely appreciate your interest um, and your your openness to share your story, man. So thank you again. It's all good. Of course, of course. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to warm up. Um, and then after that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we're going to turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's where we'll we'll go, how we'll roll. And then after all that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Rocky? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, well, my very first question for you um, is how have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately, man? Yeah, man, I've been I've been excellent, man. I've actually like I left my day job like a couple like a month ago, you know, and I kind of just been doing hella gigs again, performing a lot. Uh, things are just in motion, you know. I'm just super happy where I'm at in my life, and um, I'm still hungry, you know. Gotta always be hungry and like I'm ready, you know. I'm about to be 27 in June, and I'm about to make this move to LA too, so. I'm just focusing on this little show I got at Brick and Mortar June 19th um, and, you know, focusing my energy towards that and transitioning down to SoCal. But, you know, that with all this this motion going on in life, I just feel good and like very content on where I'm at, you know. For sure, man. For sure. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you're doing well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it sounds like you in the you in the phase of transition, right? You just left your job. You about to move. Um, does this feel like a turning point for you at all, or is this? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. I've, I've been in the Bay for nine years, you know, and it was gonna be ten next year, but uh, you know that that's when I was eighteen, you know. So I'm originally from Washington D.C. Um, it's a very similar feeling I had when I moved out of here, you know. It's like this feeling of like uncomfortability but excitement. Mm-hmm. This feeling that like you know your life is just about to take not just a turning point, but you know you're gonna look back at this specific moment in time. And it's tight that I already went through it before from moving and everything like that. But, um, you know, this move's a little different because uh, I'm a little more developed as a person, as an artist, you know, as a, I have more organizational skills and networking skills and everything like that. So I know like moving to a place like LA is completely different than moving to a place like the Bay. But I feel like the Bay has trained me enough and, you know, has developed me enough as a person and artist to be able to like, handle that landscape and like i got people's out there too you know and I've, I've gone to la you know plenty of times before just like i'm excited to see what opportunities they have for me out there i can dig it i can dig it is it um would you say this is something that's like a business move in your mind or is this you know it's like looking for something new kind of move uh it's it's, it's it's business it's also like you know spiritual it's like it's good it's like healthy too like I was basically working at a at a weed shop, you know, and bless them too. Like I, that was a cool like two years of my life. I needed money during the pandemic, um, you know. wasn't like plenty of opportunities to perform out here in the Bay as an artist, or like wasn't as much lucrative opportunities as there is now. So when shit started opening up again, you know, um, like I just made I was like, hey, like it's kind of getting in the way of like my artistic vision and mind and like um mm-hmm. i was running like their, their marketing you know and i was doing like their pictures and videos and shit taking pictures of the bud it was great you know i was using my photo skills i was i was getting better at like the whole marketing thing but then i was like man i should just do this shit for me you know like it's great the money's great it felt good to get a, like a steady stream of income from mm-hmm. like weed and being in that industry and business but you know just knowing me and who i am as a person like not only did I have to leave the job, but like it was time for a change of space, you know, because I love the Bay, man. I fucking love it. My mom's still up here and everything like I'm going to be back. But, you know, I just feel like I've done a, a, not all that I can out here, but I know that like I'm doing myself a disservice by staying, 
mm. you know it's no diss to the bay at all like i just know that more people need to see me and i feel like uh not as you know everyone see me out here or anything like that i'm not saying i made it to a certain level but you know i just wanted to see if i could get in front of more community down there oh no for sure man yeah. as, a, as an artist it's all about exposure it's all about be, mm-hmm. you know putting yourself out there so people know that you're doing it or you, you know yeah. you're doing something so I, I totally respect it you know it's definitely i'm 32 so when i was 27 i was definitely like you know um in the same kind of headspace never made the move myself i don't think it was right. the right time for me but uh you know in in my mind i also feel like that that shift of scenery or just being out there you know just meeting the world um because yeah. a lot of people get stuck where they're at or where they're from and aren't really able to connect with like you know the world as a whole so i'm super happy for you man i'm glad that uh right on, man. you're making those moves appreciate uh, that and I'm, I'm gonna be back though like like i said like i'm gonna i'm gonna be back here 20 30 years from now or whatever like this is the spot you know ain't no ain't no place like the bay for real so i'm gonna be back here no doubt for sure for sure uh, my second question for you in the warm-up is what would you like the audience to know about you uh man i'm filipino american that's <laughs> great you know like there's some artists like you know i feel like that's the one thing there's no going into it you know um people can be ambiguous with their shit and people could just be like oh i'm filipino but like not like really i'm not hyphen you know and like there's a lot to unpack in that um and i feel like that's mostly what most of my music's about you know is trying to figure that shit out um mm-hmm. in whatever way is possible so i feel like yeah that's the one thing you should know for now <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, you, you you talked about the hyphen there, um, mm-hmm. and what what does that hyphen mean for you? Because I know for me, you know, I'm Filipino American as well. Moved out here when I was four, um, and you know, a big reason why I started doing the podcast is what is because I was feeling a little further away from my roots, right? I'm just trying to get connected again. But as I've had conversations with at least Filipino Americans, mm-hmm. I've realized that there is some uh, there's a, a divide, right? A little bit from or maybe a lot from Filipinos in the Philippines and Filipinos in America. Like, do you ever feel that way? Or what's your perspective on it? Oh, yeah, I mean, I it? see it all the time, even just online, you know, people like in comment sections on whatever that has to do with the whole identity thing or like even the conversation around Philippinex. Um, I've seen sides that is mostly like, you know, intercontinental between like the Filipinos from the motherland and Philams out here. And most of the time, you know, I don't see a lot of like negative energy that Phil Ams have towards the Filipinos in the middle. I might say something controversial. You know, I see, you're good, I, you're good. <laughs> I see most of the, like from what I'm seeing on this end, I see a lot of people from the motherland coming at Phil Ams over here, mostly for, like for that Philip, Philippine X conversation. And also, um, I see validity in it too because like you know they can say some shit like y'all don't even care about no issues happening out here and you know we could get into that conversation later too because like i agree with that on some levels too some filipinos out here are out of touch with what's going on over there too um but you know you said you're you weren't you were born over there though right bro so like you immigrated out here like, yeah, how, yeah. how do you feel about that little tweak you know even though you say you're filipino american you know what i mean like do you still like you were born out there though you know yeah yeah i was born out there the thing is like i i and i'm 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 definitely half on it just because i can still understand tagalog but i can't speak it right um so it's like i can hear the shit talking but i can't really like say anything in back (laughs) no no uh, doubt bro yeah i i I totally understand that so i'm from washington dc and like there's hella filipinos out there too um but the disconnect between culture and that culture, the dominant culture out there, which is black, you know, I think it's a little bigger than it is out here in the Bay. I feel like if you grow up in the Bay, there's a, there's so much exposure to, you know, Filipino culture and family and history, significant history that happened in the Bay Area. And like I said, don't get me wrong, there's Filipino American history in DC, in the East Coast, in New York, in Louisiana. It's just that there's not as many spotlights as it is out there as it is here on the west coast i'm gonna say even in la um so me growing up and you know, when i say like one thing y'all should know about me i'm filipino american like i'm not saying like you know oh i grew up a certain way or like i got a black card or nothing like that like i just grew up very specific to my area in the dmv and then when i got here when i was 18 like i really recontextualized my culture around who i was as a person because kind of like on the east coast 
I wouldn't say I push it aside, but the Filipino culture was always there. You know, I go to church, I see Filipinos there. I go to Filipino parties. I go to the Philippines, you know, but then something about being in the Bay and being around ethnic studies and organizations and youth mobilization and, and you know, kind of based around the Filipino-American identity that are also these organizations, like whether it be college or uh, middle school or high school, they fight for issues going on in the Philippines too. They fight for the Luma, for the Moros, you know what I mean? I see these dance companies giving back. And because I've seen that in the Bay, that hella affected that hyphen for me. Cause I'm like, all right, what's my relationship between um, my culture and then my citizenship? Because, you know, America fucked over the Philippines plenty of times, right? And yet I'm still reaping the benefits of being an American citizen, you know? I got mm-hmm. cousins in the Philippines and stuff like that. It's just like, when you when you say like, what's the one thing people should know about me? I feel like that's the most significant thing about me. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like that's the biggest thing about me that I can like wear in my chest. Besides like, oh, I play the saxophone or like, oh, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I make beats, you know? It's like, yeah, that's all part of it too. But, you know, just that internal struggle that's always going to happen in me is the most important part. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, You know, just elaborate on on my perspective on it, too, is that when I was younger and I would go to the Philippines, um, I remember my dad asked me, I was like eight years old. My dad asked me, so how's it feel to be here? And I'm like, it feels like home. You know, maybe yeah. maybe it was because I just felt like I was, this is the majority. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I don't feel this way all the time in America. Uh, but then I would say the next couple of times I visited as I got older, I can definitely see how people treated me differently. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's he's American. He's not Filipino like that, you know, uh, especially exactly. when I couldn't speak it. And um, for a while there, it, it did mess with my identity because I didn't feel fully Filipino because that's how Filipino saw me. And I didn't feel fully American because American saw me as Filipino. Right. So yeah. uh, it messed with me for a, a little bit until, you know. I, I realized, you know, creating that identity is a personal thing. You create it yourself. Right. Um, and it's it's not as um, it's not as like uh, what am I trying to say? Dependent on how other people view me. You nice. know? Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm still trying to figure that out. Like for me, uh, as far as like issues happening in the Philippines, I am very uh, removed from it. And I don't yeah. feel the struggle. I don't feel the troubles that are happening every day out there. And it does make me feel some type of way because I don't want them to feel like I'm ignoring it, which I'm not. It's just that, you know, I'm not there. So I can't, I don't feel empowered to do anything about it right here. Yeah. Um, and if I do, it, it feels like maybe it's coming from the wrong place. Like I'm about a savior trying to save him from America, you know, shit like that. Um, no, I feel that. But yeah, so I'm trying to figure it out still. And I think that's going to be something that's going to be coming up for a lot of Filipino Americans is that how, how do we make ourselves feel connected to the Philippines and for those people to feel like we care, you know? So that's an ongoing conversation, you know? No doubt. And it's like, we, we have to, and I think our responsibility, like you and I, with like trying to get in touch with them is trying to find the right platforms and like media and, you know, sources to figure out what's going on out there. Because I feel like, of course, like anything on the internet can be manipulated, you know, especially we've seen with this past election, like, so it's it's finding the right sources of information and then the right people that we got out there too, even if it's our cousins or whatever, like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, um, but I feel it's hard to even be in touch with that because we got so much bullshit happening in America. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. we feel this responsibility, like, you know, shootings, fucking, you know, uh, adjustment, like police brutality, like all that shit, like we got going on out here. We we feel that weight because like we grew up out here too you know we we feel that black and brown struggle also so it's like you know do filipinos understand that of course they were colonized too but like we went through some other shit you know so it's like that's the part of filipino american you know it's like this ongoing struggle of these two things that don't really fuck with us which mm. is like you know the place that we come from and then the place that we live at not for sure man and uh you know we could have a whole like session about you know just talking about this yeah. um but <laughs> we'll save it for another time uh oh, we're moving on to the third question in the warm-up is if i were to do something in your honor a way to express the energy you possess what could i do man say it one more time if i were to do something in your honor 
a way okay. to express the energy you possess, what could I do? It would be like I'm thinking like if I like passed away or some shit. <laughs> let's uh, let's, like a, let's say like you a, move to LA and like the folks here in the Bay <laughs> want to do something for your birthday. You know, <laughs> I don't. I never want to put right. that out it, there. You it, feel it me? Would be, honestly, bro, it'd be like bringing folks and coming to my my show on the 19th because my birthday's on the 18th. My show is originally being the 19th. It's at Brick and Mortar and SF. And like I was gonna say, what regardless, whatever's in my honor, I would say some sort of concert or like tribute, like live performance. Like even if I pass away or something like that, I think like a celebration of live music is like totally like me. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. Uh, now we know. Um, and I, know, you know, honestly, like what's great about being an artist, right, is that you leave our, you are leaving things behind that people can go to, yeah. right, uh, to get yeah. that energy back. Um, which you know, right before this, it was cool that you were running a little late. It got give me gave me a chance to listen more to your music. Um, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Filipinos in space. I can dig it, man. And <laughs> I'm definitely out there too. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we floating, uh, bro. There's this one line. I'm 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 a lyricist myself, so I really yeah. pay attention to words. Uh, and you had said, um, it's. Um, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it, it was along the lines of your undergrad degree not doing much for you. Like, it ain't doing much for me. I think that's how you put it. Yeah. Uh, I had a very similar experience in college as well. So, like, for you, how how does that how does that experience impacted you? You know, like, going through what they said to go through. Like, oh, you need to go to college. All right, I'm here. And then, you know, living it out, getting, some, getting that piece of paper, and then realizing that that it doesn't mean oh i don't know if that's how you feel but for me it didn't feel as impactful as i think people were making it out to be so like that it it definitely means something you know whatever anyone that got that piece of paper like whether it means that you earned it or that it does help you get that job um that's just an achievement right that's just something you should be proud of and be accomplished with um i got my shit like over here and shit but Hmm. (laughs) more so like what i'm seeing nowadays bro like is that not necessarily you don't need it or that it doesn't help but it's what people are looking for is your work and your ethic you know what i mean like i've seen that you know and my degree's in film so i've definitely seen motherfuckers that i've not gone to school for film and skyrocket right and um i'm very honored though because like i got a lot of great relations from school um i got a lot of great relations from the teachers and the networking that you make and the skills you develop in universities like super incredible um there is no experience like that that you, you know you literally pay for it right mm-hmm. um i got my undergrad degree ain't doing much for me like you know it's just like okay you know that, that's really what it is like okay like it's, it's a part of your resume that for some people people value more but i'm it's trending more in our generation that it's like a lot more in fashion or cooler to not have one you know like i didn't go to school for this shit like that's tight yeah i get it you know but at the same time like you can't really knock it either um mm-hmm. when i wrote that line i was definitely like feeling like man like all these past four years in school i could have just been like working on music and myself you know but um that's kind of the arc of that album though too is like i kind of rediscover the important of education whether that's formal education higher education or education through music um mm. and you know especially in the beginning of the album and, and that song that's what i'm feeling I'm like this shit ain't doing anything for me you know um you get to this other point of the odyssey when i'm finally meeting a teacher that resonates to me or someone that i see myself in then i'm like okay like i started packing it because school isn't just about the degree straight up it's really not it's and you know you you build you build your foundation you build a community and you learn if you do it right you know what i mean you learn what you need to um mm-hmm. regardless of your major so yeah man like that like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a thing because you waste hell of money on a lot of bullshit like books and shit you know that you could just pour it offline but yeah um, yeah <laughs> i feel so, it. yeah the whole, the whole degree thing man like you know just be we got to be proud of it, especially being like Filipino American and Brown. Um, we just can't put, you know, as much pressure on ourselves and weight on it. that sometimes we get from either ourselves or our parents, you know? Yeah. And you, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think that the way I downplay it is more of me coming to terms with, with how I viewed that experience and what I got out of right. it. Um, what was your major? 
I was a recreation and leisure studies major, so I learned how to relax and how to teach people wow. how to relax. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do like PE or something with that, or like yoga and shit like that, right? Like, uh, there, there was a, there's, there's a lot to get into about it, but I will let you know that you know, coming out of college, the first thing I was doing was uh, running like after school youth sports. Um, okay. With the homie uh, Crosby Athletics, shout out to y'all. Uh, and after that, though, I had I was going to school in Long Beach, so I was out there for five years, Um, and then I came back up here, uh, family reasons. And then I was kind of like, let me just find the first thing I can get, which was I was working at Costco uh, seasonal for a little bit. Uh, And then after working at Costco in 10 years, man, I had like 17, 18 jobs, kept bouncing around everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I I worked at a at a weed shop, too. I don't know if you know Urban Farm. Uh, It was around a couple of years ago. Kind of like uh, near the Soma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I was there like from there, from Costco to the weed shop. I drove drove a lot of people around worked for a lot of like the startup things google shopping express uh chariot uh but right now i actually work with high schoolers i work at sf high school uh, i run an after school program there and nice. yeah i mean as, as, and right now the whole wave is like changing for them because they are they're coming out of the pandemic and are realizing right. the old school way of education isn't what's fitting them and it's not fitting the times you feel me uh, but I'd really like how you put it as far as like it's not about the degree as much as it is as building a foundation and building community, which I think for me, at least being a person that's not their teacher, just somebody that's there at, at an after school program. That's what I'm trying to get through their heads It's like this is a time if you want to change the world or you have an inkling of wanting to do that, start here, like start at, in this place while while you still can you got four years to to have people who support you and want the best for you because once you're in the real world there's going to be a lot of haters and a lot of people who don't want that for you you know so trying to get and that across us, when we were their age there's no one telling us that because they didn't really understand that you know like our teachers you know they were like they were still in that that old way of education but like something about our generation and you know you could attribute it to maybe the internet and social media like something about the connection and connection connective trauma that we felt together as like our generation that we've been through you know um which is like even starting from like 9-11 when we were young right like shit that we've seen the war in afghanistan that we've literally seen the iphone be invented like our generation right so what we can pass down to these young ones like not get lost in the sauce of the internet or anything but like you said like we're able to apply these lessons that we wish we got when we were that age and it's looking good you know i feel like it's looking good to where these young folks are going yeah i mean even though they be wilding i yeah. know I, I i know that something's coming across and being like having more um resources to this information that you know we just kind of grew into and kind of see grow uh i think that's what it is man you're yeah. completely right like the connectedness these like for example you know all the bad things that are happening in the world just just yesterday right like i know it's super heavy to talk about but this, all the school shootings that are happening right like these when we were kids maybe 12 11 years old or whatever maybe we hear it from our parents maybe we see it on tv but mm-hmm. the kids now it's like it's thrown in their face as soon as they wake up you know they'll check their phone and they see what's happening they i'm sure a lot of them feel like the world is a shitty place just because that's all they really see on their feeds um and i'm, I'm just trying to uh, and, yeah. and you know it's also young folks that are doing it you know these, these are young folks committing the act and that's because that's that's also like you're saying like they're maybe they're going down the wrong rabbit holes online or you know they're feeling like they're not getting enough attention online too like so it's a fine like we, we're seeing both sides of the coin um, happen and also like you said the informative side like these young folks are getting this on their on their uh like trending page or they're getting the notifications and then we're not really un- understanding how to process it i mean like we haven't really processed the past ones like vegas and like even sandy hook that's supposed to be 10 years you know what i mean like it's still it's still all heavy i feel like no one's even processed the ones before like columbine like i feel like we just get older right and the fact that these young folks have so much to go off of like 200 whatever school shootings in america like you know like you said like we we have to be able to not police but you know advise 
mm. advise young folks on how to handle the intake of the internet and media and you know books whatever that's why i fuck with you bro for working at the after school program because like you said you may not be a teacher but you're still a mentor you know they still look up to you yeah, and some I, I hope so man and you know i have a very like man I'll, I'll be completely real with you today uh we had this one student vape in my face in in this in like indoors and i like i am usually a chill person like i hardly get mad but that just ticked me off because it felt super disrespectful uh to the space you know like you just blew smoke in my face and i mean and that's the thing like funny or whatever like he, he was gotta be cool. thinking, right? yeah. yeah yeah and this is the thing like you know i got really amped up i told him like what the fuck are you doing and i this is how i know i'm still connecting with him because he gave me that look of like i fucked up you know even, uh, even if he was like joking or kidding or whatever like he i think i i want to believe that he understood where i was coming from in that moment like you do not right. fucking do this here <laughs> like what are you thinking like go step outside do your business come back in but what you know just not in this space but he took you seriously though right you know i think so i think so because i still gave him dap and he was all like and uh, but that's real (laughs) we didn't get that when when you were young you know you you, that reassurance that yo everything's cool i just didn't fuck with that you know maybe maybe we had a cool t-shirt like that but off the real like we understand that goes a long way i mean i hope so man I, I, i like I never know what's going on in the kid's head. So, like, they could just been like, what the fuck? Why did he come at me? But, you know, I'm very optimistic and I just hope he he understood the vibe and when it happened. Um, Yeah, for sure, bro. All right, man. My last question for you in the warm up uh, is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Mm. Man, like, (laughs) you know, you want to say 10? But you gotta leave a little extra room for growth. So I'm gonna say like an eight or nine. I'm gonna say eight. It's like you know, and I know I'm I know myself more than other people know themselves. But at the same time, there's a lot more develop and grow. That's the part that I don't know yet. Is like how I wanna I wanna uh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to think of myself with set expectations mm-hmm. either. I want I want to go through this journey. But I know myself well enough to be able to, like, like I said, like make this move to LA. You know what I mean? Some people go with no plan, and I'm, I'm not really going with a plan, plan. But like, I know myself where I'm at this point in my life where I know how to, mar- want to market myself, and I know how I want to do business now. Because you know, as artists, like, you can figure out what you want to create, you can figure out your flow. But if you're not handling the business portion either, um, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So I feel like I'm gonna say eight, bro. You gotta right. be confident. You gotta be confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you got, you got a good hold of yourself. At least, like you know, uh, how, what you believe in yourself. How would you say you got to that point? You know, for the folks out there who may be struggling with that, how how did you feel confident and feel good about being an eight or nine? You gotta have humbling experiences. You gotta mm-hmm. have a fucked up performance. You gotta have failures. You gotta have people real with you you gotta be broke you gotta uh, get jumped like straight the fuck up like if you privilege and all that then you don't really fucking know yourself to be honest because like the, what is you like you know if everything was given to you then like i don't see no i don't see no story there i don't see no um i mean honestly i don't really respect that as much you know like you find out some artists is like nepotism whatever not saying they're not hard workers but like i'm more interested in the person that found out who they were through failure you know what i mean and that's the realest way you could like understand yourself even if you let like your family down or your family let you down if you were went through some struggles um you know and it always got to be like you fucked up but like you know if you were just in a circumstance that you couldn't control and you handled it or if you didn't handle it you know what i mean what's the most important part is you reflect on it and you do it differently the next time because if you keep doing it the same way you're fucking crazy right so you know i'm not saying i was like had the hardest childhood or i had like you know the craziest ghetto life nothing like that but i've been through things where i was challenged emotionally physically spiritually you know and i had to challenge myself to get out of it i think i'm doing that right now by going to la you know what i mean like i was like i need to make a change you know so like i'm more equipped to do that now because i had humbling experiences all right but you i had to go through life thinking i was the shit. being a filipino 
in like a mostly dominant black uh, community, right? I had to, I had to pull my pants up and like, you know, really like pull my chest out. Um, I didn't need to do that as much in the Bay because there's hella Filipinos out here. But at the same time, like, um, because I went through those experiences of trying to prove myself, trying to be the person in the room that you remember the most, you know, out of the party or whatever. Like, I wanted to be like that. You know, sometimes I got in the way of like my, um, what's it called? My, um, my my pride, it got in the way of my, my humbleness or basically, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I came off as a dick or whatever, you know, and having these experiences that ground me and, you know, having these group of friends that I trust that will tell me what I need to tell, which is what I built in college. Um, I feel like it made me like understand myself more because part of like knowing yourself is knowing the, the bad parts too. Mm-hmm. Is knowing when you fuck up, knowing when you're like, oh, I'm kind of feeding into how I used to be like a couple years ago. Or, like, don't act like that. Don't act like how your dad acted when he was mad back in the day. Like once you understand where you get these traits from, where you get these emotions and understand your trauma, which you got to do the work for, you then you know it, you know? And I felt like I did that a lot through writing and, you know, uh, having, dude, having the right ethnic studies classes where I was able to reflect on who I was and my past and stuff, like that hella helped me understand who I was. So it's funny, I'd say if anything, that degree helped me understand who I was because I was in the right spaces, you know? I was in the right spaces in a room full of Filipinos that got to talk about their trauma and bullshit type shit, you know? So I think like, you know, definitely like a solid eight, but there's way more to uncover because there's a lot of more history to uncover too. For sure, for sure. And honestly, you, you made something click in my head as far as you talking about how privilege can change or can affect how, how well we know ourselves, right? That is, I think that is absolutely true. Um, and very similar. I don't think I've had the hardest life, but the struggles that I've been through have definitely reflected a lot more of who I am, I think, in my eyes uh, and shown me, you know, what I'm capable of. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man. We about to move on to the icebreakers. Uh, but before we do that, want to thank everybody listening. If you're enjoying the content, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Uh, the other two don't really matter to me but the last one sharing is definitely what i think is needed um so thank you for checking it out and we'll head back into the icebreaker uh so this first one is a true or false i'm gonna give you a statement and you let me know if you think it's true or false and why all right this first one is people are ultimately good true or false Oh man, I'm gonna say false because ultimately ends. I feel like ultimately is based after your life ends. You know what I mean? And if you if you were to say like inherently good, like good from the start, I'd say true. But mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I'm not I'm not no judger of people's actions or nothing like that. But I do think there's bad people out there. You know, and um, whatever that means like i feel like everyone has the ability to be good everyone has the ability to even redeem themselves and and ask for forgiveness and you know atone for whatever sins or whatever things they did before but some people don't even get that chance you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like i'm saying that's not even a knock on bad people or what i consider bad people but i can't say that like hey you know i'm completely safe by going outside that's just not true i got you i got you yeah i mean that statement definitely depends on how we define good and bad right yeah Uh, so that it can be fleshed out a little bit more but i appreciate your answer it's a good question though bro it's good i know uh the second one is overthinking is bad true or false uh nah false i mean like there's it's bad like it can be bad don't get me wrong but it's better than thinking something through than not i think i mean like it's circumstantial some things you shouldn't you should just go straight into it like let's say like a a sax solo or something sometimes you just feel it right um but it sounds like you know you got to overthink sometimes (laughs) that you got to leave room for for some 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 of your thoughts i think you can't just go with the wind most of the time because i think that's that privilege shit we were talking about that Mm. you're like everything's just gonna be good you know you know (laughs) you gotta go in you know what i mean like i'm like even your fucking podcast bro like i'm not saying you overthought it but you thought it through you know you got that whole flow going on you know so 
No, for sure. Uh, man, and I mean, you just said, uh, you know, that privileged thing about thinking everything's going to be all good. <laughs> yeah. It made me laugh because I am that person who thinks everything's going to be all good. And I had to just reflect. And I'm probably going to reflect some more after this podcast about... <laughs> It was it is it my privilege? Is it because you know nah, at the end? That's not about attitude at all though, bro. What I'm saying yeah. is like nah, you should definitely think like that, but at the same time not put that pressure on other folks to do things for you. Mm, right? You know, yeah. be like, Oh, like, yeah, it's good great to feel comfortable, like, yo, my community got me and everything like that. But at the same time, when I say like, Oh, everything's gonna be good, like have that attitude, but don't have that workflow, you know? Mm. Like, have that attitude though they're like it's not they're not working to earn it right it's mm-hmm. just it's just like oh i'm not gonna do anything and it's gonna yeah, be like, all good. like you, earn this shit. you know what i mean you earn this shit you know what i mean yeah like, yeah i'm working on it man you know I'm, I'm trying to earn every every single conversation um and you know like even i don't know um just reaching out to people right like yourself yeah Sometimes if if I hadn't done as many as much as I've done at this point, maybe people won't be taking me seriously or they'll look at my stuff and be like, oh, you know, maybe not right now. Let's see him grow a little bit more. Um, so for me, I, I feel if like I feel comfortable. And ever since I started to where I'm at now, I've definitely gotten more confidence and, you know, that feeling of like I'm earning yeah. this. Uh, so, you know, it all takes time. How did you how did you come across my shit or like when did you make the decision to like reach out to me for the for this uh so i think reaching out to you like i was i was working at the weed shop and i think you know someone had played me your music at some point you know just because you know they're trying to share filipino music um and then you know i was familiar with nug life and i saw you guys were collaborating pretty heavily um especially for that one tape so i was like okay like uh, and i mean i think i've from afar you know followed you on instagram have kind of seen your growth uh and i think for me normally i I wait for i don't wait for it but i i look for signs right like okay um i think what happened reaching out to you was that uh, i think your profile had popped up you know in in explorer for some reason um at a certain time maybe maybe when i was high and i was like okay fuck it i'll just send him a, a dm real quick um so you know i in those moments i feel like it's the universe at play sometimes uh but yeah so that's how it kind of aligned and you know it worked perfectly for you if you you feel like you know you you felt comfortable enough to to say yes and and come on so yeah yeah no for real bro thank you bro appreciate it no doubt no doubt uh all right we're gonna turn to the next icebreaker which is a word association i'm just gonna throw a word at you you give me the first thought or word that comes to mind and you're gonna have 30 seconds to do as many as you can or 34 seconds excuse me (laughs) 30 34 seconds uh and the record is 11 right now so let's see if you can beat the record but uh here we go your first word is going to be regret doubt crazy Insane Failure Unsure Life Mystery God Faith Money Universe Funny Uh, me (laughs) Family Everything Happiness Mm, Content Love Ooh, all right. Uh, you got you hit ten. You hit ten. So hey, oh. <laughs> all right, all good. you were close. You were close. Uh, there's I think a couple. Like happiness got me on some shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, interesting that you said expectations for love, and I, I kind of want to ask you why you said expectations. Uh, I feel like because a lot of the times that's what people think love is. Like, oh, this person's perfect for me because of like how I feel towards them and like they're a perfect fit for my life and like you know they're they're that's what my expectations is and that's that's what people think love is but it's more it's like one of those things where love isn't that thing that um my opinion but it's not the ending it's not like oh I'm trying to find love because that's it like love is the struggle you have together um and it's even like for example, like the love between my instrument or my, my music, right? It's a mm-hmm. constant struggle and battle with thinking like I'm not good enough. 
right it's like damn like i want to get better but like as much as i practice i will never be like a good of a rapper as Kendrick lamar or something like that not saying that's how you do in relationships you compare yourselves to other people but that's that constant battle you have with each other with trying to be content and i feel like once you find that right person um they understand that too like mm. we're gonna like there's gonna be disagreements but you know we have to agree on the bigger painting the bigger outcome of it some people look at the painting like too close right they like this is like love to me because it's like all up in my face you know but you're not giving them the room to see the whole thing together um so i said expectations because in past experiences from past relationships and stuff um whether they've ended or in a good way or a bad way it's always kind of comes down to that we're trying to figure out the right workflow and fit and you know this is another bad thing that bad thing that happened with the internet like you know we think um we'll have a chance with as many people as we can or like you know our personalities match like a certain thread on twitter or tiktok or some shit like that a personality trait um but you know i it's like i said expectations because i don't think that's how it should be but it's how it is like i see in our at least in american culture yeah yeah no i got you man that's, that's some profound shit honestly <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't think um i've heard it broke broken down that way before but i'm probably gonna re-listen to this and chew on it some more uh but yeah man i appreciate that perspective all right man we made it to the the part where we turn to the wheel of fate we're gonna give it a spin and see what number it lands on i'm just gonna throw it up real quick uh there it goes here we go and just as a reminder anything if there's something that's too sensitive to talk about something you don't want to talk about feel free to pass all right no worries all right here we go Aha, number 34. Yeah, first one. And uh, I need to come up with some kind of prize, you know, for uh, <laughs> for people who get 34. But this 34 is, where do you feel like you belong? Mm. Um, I feel like I personally belong in that realm of existence where someone like me growing up that doesn't necessarily have a specific connection to a community yet can find my music or these interviews or like short films that I made or whatever that I've had an influence on and that inspires them that's kind of where I belong like you could say like you know I belong with my family or you know my future kids and stuff like that but just knowing me and seeing how I feel on stage and seeing how the reactions people get when I perform on stage like I want that experience to be encapsulated like forever and be like the same feeling I get from listening to Stevie Wonder that I got growing up. You know, I want to have that impact on someone where like, you know, they can go on YouTube and like watch a live performance video. You know what I mean? I want to be the fucking Filipino American that people get made fun of and be like, oh, you look like Rocky G. Like you. You know, because growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in, or Jet Li and Jeremy Lin. Like, nah, I want to yeah. be one of those. Like, get bullied and get, like, become my name. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, now I hear you. Just, uh, like, have that impact, you know, even if it is an API, whatever. Like, you know, I just want people to fuck with the music and fuck with the message and fuck with who I am authentically, you know? And, uh, like, as far as being, you know, authentic, uh, do you feel capable or maybe even now, like, how how often are you operating at 100% authenticity, you know, versus having to, uh, was it cold, code switch or, you know, put on different hats? Yeah. So how much of your life are you at 100% authenticity? You know, I'm going to say that's the one thing that the Bay really let me do was, mm. was be myself, be myself um, politically, be myself um, educational wise and arts wise too, and culturally as a Filipino American. So I feel like most of the time that, that's why I'm ready to go to LA, bro. That's like, so why I'm re- I'm saying eight out of ten, like because I I figured it out. Um, what I haven't figured out yet is how to sell it, right? Gotcha. Because I, I have we have these artists, you know, these great Filipino American artists, Ruby Ibarra, and then you got the Pilos. You got these different tiers of Filipino artists, and I'm trying to figure out where I fit in that. Whether even I I should approach it from that way, you know, because like you got the out of touch influence of filipinos and you got the ones you know actually in manila you know and then you got the ones over here i'm trying to figure it that out still but 
you know, I feel like if I become my authentic self, then I'll create that own lane. You know, mm-hmm. I'll create that. Oh, like Rocky G is like Rocky G, you know. Um, and the way to do that is really just expose myself more, you know. Because um, then I don't got to think about that. I don't got to be like, oh, where do I fit? Then it's more like, no, you're you, right? Um, and I got to figure out how I had to put that out there more. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I got you, man. That's that's definitely another interesting like i think you're a deep thinker bro and you know the way you're you're taking these questions and you know your perspective that you're adding to it is 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 dope um you know as far as being authentic yeah i never tripped off the fact that maybe it is you know showing it takes you it takes a person to show more people who they are to finally reach that 100 percent authenticity right like if people don't know who you are then there's all these judgments um, and then for some reason, at least for me, I've always felt like, you know, okay, these judgments are happening. How can I duck and dodge? Or like, how can I, you know, I'll try to avoid these things. Um, yeah. And for me, I've always, I've, I've, I used to think I was an extrovert, but as I've gotten, gotten older, I, I realized that I'm more introverted. Um, and, you know, for- You know for, where your energy wants to be at, right? <laughs> well, the thing is like, um you know i enjoy these conversations talking to people and all this stuff uh this one person flipped it on me and was basically saying so when you do these things do you feel like you're giving energy or you're taking energy and and i'm like well for me i always feel like i'm giving energy like i if you ask me in my all my job interviews what do you bring i'm always saying oh i'm trying to bring this vibe i'm trying to bring this atmosphere this energy to the workplace uh Mm -hmm. so the guy was telling me so there, there you have it. That's the answer. If you're, if you feel like you're giving your energy, you're, you're introverted. If you feel like you're getting energy from talking to people, then you're extroverted. And like, that makes total sense. And that's where I'm at now. It's like, fuck. Like I always wanted to be an extrovert, but I guess the truth <laughs> is I'm introverted. Um, Damn, that's real. Yeah, man, it, it's definitely a trip. But as as far as the authenticity goes, um, yeah, it's really just showing more people who you are, so you don't have to feel like you can't be who you are. Um, right. and yeah man I think that's that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out um, you know all the I guess insta celebrities or even tiktok now <laughs> tiktok celebrities you know it's as sometimes I don't know if that's their marketing or if that's them being authentic like do you feel like there's a celebrity out there that's uh, like who's the most authentic celebrity you, you can think of you gotta define celebrity i mean like oh i got you i got you it's like for instance i'd say like with a blue check right now i'm gonna say like you know like bamboo and rocky rivera like as rappers like i feel like they're always them fools always going to be themselves right um mm-hmm. um but you know it's it's hard to say because I, I don't really know a lot of them them folks like that like i'm gonna be real with you bro so like when when this fool marcos won this election in the philippines I like, and I, I hope this gets out there, bro. Mm-hmm. I DM'd, like, I DM'd Pilo, I DM'd Sweetie, I DM'd Noodles, uh, Joe Coy, like, because I wanted them to know, like, I just, I asked them, and I don't even know if they've seen this. They're probably not, you know, it's all buried in the DMs, whatever, but I put yeah. it, I put that energy out there. I asked them, I was just like, yo, like, I just gotta know, is there a reason why y'all haven't said anything? Not, not like, you have to say some something towards it or like you have a certain stance on it i just want to know why you don't want to say something about it you know and Mm -hmm. is it about your label is it bad for your money is it for the safety of your fam you know what i mean and you know they don't they're not they don't owe me anything they don't want to say shit. yeah yeah but i wanted i just want to know right because like i want to know and you know me being an artist about to be a rabbit i gotta i gotta understand why i'm at and how i'm trying to put myself out there like that um Mm -hmm. so um i got you man yeah. it's when you get challenged like that you know it's like it's like who fucking gonna say shit during the george floyd protest and is it gonna be um performative right you know like i feel like when you say authentic like by the time you get that blue check you're probably already fake you know Ooh, like yeah by the time it depends on what you do you know what i mean and you know it doesn't always gotta be out there you, you don't gotta fucking put on blast all the charities you donate to or nothing like that but if people are questioning your shit, like I've been questioning, then maybe you're not doing enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, that's a trip, man. Because the blue check comes with a lot, right? Like, what 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 contract are you under? You know, who else yeah. are you representing? Um, so you're right. I mean, that's crazy that you did that. That's a you know. Hopefully, eventually, you'll open that that conversation more uh, with more folks. Um, 
Like, I mean, yeah, that election was bananas. Um, I, I mean, I, I know how I feel about it, and but I know there's other folks. Like, I have family that disagrees. You know, who are like, mm-hmm. no, we're more on the other side, and we haven't had that open conversation yet because usually it's the older generation that's yeah. more like, you know, oh yeah, we're cool with it, and then the younger generation's like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. I guess there's like similar feelings and i'm not trying to make this like a political thing but you know i know right. a lot of folks out here who felt this similar way when trump was elected uh and it, it kind of like i'm what i'm hoping is that the energy of that is more inspiring than it is uh depressing you know it's like okay True. like shit like this happened now we know where we really are <laughs> and we should and be that's kind of how we felt more. in 2016 right We're, we like see who really came out you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and that's what as i was talking to like Ben today about it like there he was just like you know what happens in the philippines you know if anything the organization and the mobilization of everyone is going to get even more tighter you know you're, you're about to really see who's real or not you know mm-hmm. um yeah, and man. I think that's true. And you know, you know the Philippines, man. Very celebrity-driven, yeah. kind of a uh, mainstream culture out there. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's my thing too. Is like how how much influence these people who are stars out there have. They, they probably people. can't say shit, bro. They can't <laughs> say nothing, bro, right? because then they're throwing all their money out, and if anything, they're putting a big target on their back. Like exactly. I know, I know folks that go to Estes State for just being part of specific organizations that are blacklisted and can't even go to the Philippines. You know Holy what I mean? shit! It's like that. It's like that now because, like, it's it's that easy. Well, there's the whole anti-terror law, right, where mm. they can label anyone a terrorist, and so it's just a lot of it's a lot of things that how we got to move and maneuver. And that you know, me trying to be an artist and keep that political lens, keep that awareness going you know i got to think about we got to think about that you know how much are we willing to give up to get that blue check or get that next check you know and i had a post to making money because i'll make money for my ancestors regardless right like you don't get (laughs) you don't get this check bro as long as you put that other work in like that's my thing too i don't see nothing wrong with sitting at the table as long as you don't forget about those communities that could use your help yeah it's a finesse too right it's like a lot of finesse And um, you know who who are we to say that these people don't care? Maybe they're exactly. at at a certain point in their career they're gonna be like fuck it, let me say yeah. everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, and definitely respect that too. <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's why I didn't come out. I, I didn't try to come with that energy, like because if people come with that liberal ass energy, like oh you gotta fucking say some shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like you know people have responsibilities and they have they have a platform, you know, and that's why I just wanted to open up a conversation and hopefully we get to have that conversation one day with these. Bella Porches and other people, you know what I mean? And yeah. Bevan Rock and all that. Well, one day, one day, man. I think Actually. it. I think the the trend for Filipinos right now. I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel like we're on the up and up. Like as far as mainstream media is slowly accepting us, finding you know uh, different parts that they can promote and market and make money off of. Unfortunately, you just can't be corny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> A lot yeah. of room for corniness, you know, yeah. and like. There has to be cool ones too. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's gonna be corny and there's gonna be cool. For like, sure. and um, I think I think you'll you'll you can carve that path for yourself, man. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right, man. So we made it. We have about like ten minutes left in the podcast, Rocky. Just want to thank you again. I hope you're having fun. Yeah, um, man. This is great. Have me back, bro. We'll have check in different parts of my when I'm down in LA too, bro. <laughs> Abs- absolutely, man. Because I think e- even for yourself, this could be a cool little thing to watch back and see your growth, like where you're at now in this, like right before you move to LA, right? And then yeah. one year in LA, we'll, we'll touch base, see, see where you're at then. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I like to manifest things. So if I ever get there and get, have that studio, have that space where I can invite oh, yeah. people to come in definitely gonna throw some kind of concert or some you know live performance bro, let's um, do it bro yeah, you already I, know man i mean you gotta do it get a venue bro sponsored by 34 questions yeah it's gonna get there it's gonna get there uh all right man so i'm gonna before we get to the closeout questions i have this right. little exercise i do with folks called the 34th mantra um for some folks on uh, for some folks it's the most uncomfortable part but i think you'll do fine um i'm going to switch you over to a screen that's basically basically a reflection you're going to be talking to yourself uh, but i want you to fill out this phrase 
I am, I can, I will. But I am blank, I can blank, and I will blank. Uh, so this is for you. Let me know when you're ready, and I'll flip you over to the screen. Uh, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go, man. Go for it. All right, man. I am strong. I can succeed, and I will love. Was it the words? Was it the words? Yeah, well, you got it. You, uh, you got it, man. You got it. <laughs> uh, and if you ever, right. if you ever need a reminder, now you have that little sound bite for yourself. That's you. That's you at this point. Thanks, man. Uh, and I said love because of our conversation earlier about expectations and like, I, you know, I want to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm transitioning out of a relationship too. Um, and you know, we, we have a cool little thing going on. Me and my ex, like, we have a good relationship too. Don't get me wrong, but like, I will. I know how I can be better, you know, at being, mm-hmm. at loving not just like a significant other, but myself too. Um, and, you know, like, I want to succeed, which comes back to our identity as Filipino Americans and like, you know, wanting to succeed for our past and what we've been through, um, you know, and I'm, I know I'm strong, you know, whether it's not physically, but like mentally and, you know, spiritually and musically and um, what's it called to have a discipline. You know, I gotta be strong like that. We got, I gotta get back into the flow of doing these things. And you're helping me out by letting me do this interview, bro. For real, like I need to uh-huh. do more. You know, there needs to be more Rocky G out there. There needs to be more 34 questions out there. There needs to be more people that look like you and me out there in general. So, thank you so much, bro, for letting me have that sound bite and like being reflective like that. I hella appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, I'm definitely happy that you, you know you, you feel like you're getting something worthwhile out of this. Uh, something you can use for the future um but yeah no it's i think it's a mutual mutual thing that that's happening you know like so uh, like for you i think you're probably gonna have more interviews after this so this this was a softball man like my <laughs> interviews are super easy as far as like how i approach it uh so yeah i'm sure you're gonna come across some some people who, who are a little more jagged when it comes to that but uh sure ready <laughs> all right man here we go with the closeout questions this one is actually from my previous guest uh and shout out to derek mcduff host of underrated podcast um, okay he was he's his his podcast is revolves around movies so oh his, i'm a guy i'm trying to hop on that what's up let's right. go hit me up i got you i'll try to connect you uh his question for you is which movie have you seen the most like on repeat and like you know just always come back right. to it's, it's fucking it's pulp fiction bro Pulp fiction in the sixth grade that's what made me go into movies and like trying to figure out that story structure and just and even when i was in college just like relearning what i digested as a young ass kid like that i fucking watched that movie front to back all the time yeah (laughs) yeah man and you know i still haven't seen that so I got, Bruh, I got you gotta watch that shit tonight, <laughs> bro. You gotta get it on that. Sleep it on it. <laughs> you see Kill Bill and all that other shit that he's done, like yeah, yeah I have seen those, but I haven't seen Pulp. Okay. All right, I got you, man. I'll, I'll definitely let you know what I think as soon as I watch it. Um, my next second and last question for you is: What would you like to ask the next guest on Thirty Four Questions? Hey. Um, I feel like you should ask them. <laughs> no, bro. I feel like if I, you need to ask them about the Philippine elections, whether they're Filipino or not. I want Ooh. you. I want you to give them a fucking rundown. Okay. If you have to, bro. If you had to tell them about what happened in the '80s and everything, just be or maybe send them a fucking John Oliver video before or whatever. Got you. Ask them that shit, bro. Did John Oliver do a segment on that? He, yeah, he talked about how it is before the election happened, but he, he gave a little rundown on the background and everything. Wow! Like Pacquiao ran, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's our elections are crazy, bro. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, we got it. We got lots to fix out there, man. And <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that from a Filipino American telling Filipinos. Right. I'm just no, saying no, that as, no, a, no doubt, bro. as a person to another person. Exactly. We got to fix that shit. Um, but yeah, no, I got you. I, I will definitely ask them, and I'm, I'm super curious who's gonna get this one next. Uh, <laughs> but like, I almost wish it was another Filipino person, but. <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh and my last question for you man the question that ties everything together 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them 
Man, I hope y'all cool as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hope like whatever money that I try to put into our our family and our generational wealth, I hope you still got it. And I hope you're, you know, continuing the trend of like giving it back. You know what I mean? Because like however much money we're taking in, we should look out for the people that looked out for us. So that same conversation I had earlier about privilege, I hope my fucking kids and grandkids didn't just give shit to y'all and everything like that. You know, you earn that money, you know, um, and continue to be yourself. If I could fucking do it, you can do it. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Hopefully it comes out soon, but slide out to my show June 19th, Brick and Mortar. It's going to be a sick fucking show. Other Filipino artists on there, D1, Zaldi, Bettina. Um, tickets are in link in my bio on IG. And uh, it's going to be surprise guests from like Ruby Ibarra, Bamboo, Balak Bayans. We are going to be out there. Uh, let's just celebrate my time out here before I go to L.A. And thank you to 34 for inviting me. Um, great questions, bro. Like great conversation. Um, definitely more people need to be on here. You know what I mean? Um, and hopefully get to that point where you get a studio and we could all be in the space together. You know, um, and see you on the radio. I see you on TikTok, you know, post a shit on TikTok, bro. I better see you. You got to be on all <laughs> these points, bro. Yeah, man, I got to I got to figure out my marketing shit, man. I'm, I'm not yeah. a good. So like my, my first dream growing up was to be a rapper as well. And uh, I realized that after working on it for so long that I wasn't marketing myself correctly. I wasn't putting myself out there. A lot of mistakes were made. You know, I thought I could just be the, the successful SoundCloud rapper in my room, introverted, you know, writing shit and making good music, putting it out there. But it's really a lot of work about exposing yourself and, and bringing that 100% authenticity out to these people just so they, they'll fuck with you even more um, because you're so real out there. Um, but yeah. Right on. Uh, but for sure want to thank you again Rocky G for stopping by most definitely looking forward to a future conversation maybe a year from now seeing how you're doing in LA um, I hope to stop by your show so maybe if you see a guy with the 34 cap like with my logo <laughs> on it then you'll know it's me bye bro uh, yeah, for sure will do will do uh, so thank you again sir I want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watching on YouTube definitely appreciate your time as well hope you enjoyed getting to know rocky g a little bit more today um remember to reach out reach forward as always much love we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace and then it fades out from there man so that's pretty thank much you it. bro really appreciate it man for